We're over here talking about goblin penises, and you can't even fucking. So in my that? dream, I had a dream, and in this dream, Dalton came up to me all excited, suspenseful, and he's like, "Hey, Matt, 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 I did something super cool for you. I gave you a gift." I'm like, "Oh yeah," and so then I walked into my room, and on my desk was my monitor, my laptop, and then in the middle was Dalton's broken curved monitor. And it was like duct taped to the wall and it wasn't plugged in or working or anything. And he was so excited to give it to me. And then I woke up. My whole dream. I'm a helpful guy, man. You are. It's so thoughtful. You dude. know, Matthew gets my Matthew gets my IT hand-me-downs. I really do. Really IT hand-me-downs? IT. 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 In- intellectual technology. That's not correct. Information. Are you sure? Information Infor- technology. Information. Dude, you paid attention in class. That's one thing I got out of it, man. Dude. Hey, uh, fill everybody in. What what happened this past week, man? Uh, this past week, I finished my last class of uh, my IT technical services boot camp. Yeah. Woo! And shout out to everybody who was there when he started talking about when he was going into it. And if you've been around for that long, you've heard this song a lot. But we look forward to it every single, single week. week. David, roll that David, intro. David, roll that intro. I'm drum. I'm drummer. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. Week 76. Week 76, guys. That's 7 times 7, 49 plus 150. I know it's what I did last week, but it fucking worked. 50 plus 10, 60 plus 10, 70 plus 171 plus 272 plus 375 plus 1. 76. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's, storytelling, the supernatural, and self-improvement. And welcome to another late night podcast. Late, late. But you guys don't care. What's like, what's that? Was there like an MTV version of like late night? Yeah, bro. We talked about it. When all the Girls Gone Wild promo commercials come out. right. Those commercials. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch that? Girls Gone Wild? I watched Night at Nick. Nick at night. Nick at night. <laughs> <laughs> Nick at night was bomb. It was just George Lopez continuously. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. George we? Lopez? Yeah, we, no, MTV late at night, don't go to school. I guess. Yeah, we sad. did we did talk about this. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well let's yeah. talk about your armpits. Yeah, dude, Dalton. Another month has come, another month is gone. Another We've month done has another failed. monthly challenge and another month has monthly challenge has failed. That was almost poetic. Almost. It was going. It was doing. You were doing so well. Sorry, guys. I have a speech impediment. Jesus. Do we have to eat the chips? Huh? Do we have? See, see. Here's the thing, David. David tells ASMR. me. ASMR. <laughs> ASMR with D Rod. <laughs> D Rod does ASMR. Yeah. So, so Don, did it you even? Did you even at least attempt to shave your armpits? Did you give this any effort I'll be whatsoever? Honest, guys, I trimmed my armpit like two months ago. Um, that's not. That's when, not this month. Yeah, that's I'm not when getting to the fucking this. point. So no, no. Right. <laughs> uh, I just, um, to be honest, I had, I had things going on. I just did not think about shaving my armpits at all. Um, I don't even think we talked about it the first time of the month. No, we haven't talked about I it. I don't think we talked about this monthly challenge at all. We did when Monique was here to plan it with us, and then we haven't talked about it since. And Mo came up with some nasty ones, man. Some like hardcore monthly challenges. Hey, she's a savage, dude. Yeah, she's like, go vegetarian for a month. I was like, you go vegetarian for a month. Well, that might be a little easier pretty soon, because uh, apparently Biden administration wants to cut 91% of meat from our diets. No, there's question marks on that. From our diets? 
Fill us in, cheese. Because I have no, fuck I, is that no idea what this means. I love meat. The they climate their climate plan report came out and it showed how like science they were doing studies and they were like hypothesizing and stuff and they were like oh if meat consumption went down by 91 percent and you know plant-based took over then this kind of stuff would happen and so what would happen like it would just here are the positive effects of it so they were saying like if this happens and if this happens here's the positive effects from this Purely as a hypothetical, and people took that. Yeah, I like, no meat ever. Yeah, I, on Twitter, <laughs> like he wants to take our meat away. On on Twitter, it's very common to be like steal steak and what's, there's another S steal steak and sex. That's like the the code to life. That's what sells in America. What's one type of meat that you would just never eat? Like you have no monkey brains. We talked about this. What do we talk? That's about not this? meat. That's a brain. A brain's not meat. Is, is a brain considered meat? Yeah, I don't know. Meat. Is a brain considered meat? I don't think. Meat? I, don't think bra- I think. What brain do you guys is considered think? an organ? I think it's okay. What is a liver? Liver's meat. Liver's an organ. Is liver meat? Are organs meat? This is time for Dick to Dave. Uh, I don't know if this is a dictionary with Dave. This is information with Dave. Descriptions with Dave. Descriptions with Dave. David and the description. Liver is definitely meat. But what about a brain? Is brain an organism? Is a computer made of meat? Hell yeah, meat computer. Oh, so I can't eat, I can't eat my Lay's barbecue chips, but you can be sloshing your tequila over there. Hey man, brother. Hey, we're, we're the talent. All right, that's true. Don't that's ever, true. don't ever call me like that again. Okay, Twitch streamer. Beef. Hey, congrats to David. And, oh yeah. Uh, never have I ever. What's <laughs> never played that's that a game? <laughs> yeah, never played that. Uh, for hitting 52 subscribers now? How many? Yeah, 52? Uh, I think we're at 52 now. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Oh, now yeah. we can get paid. Now Congratulations get paid. to d Likes to Party and Rahil. And uh, Rahil. you guys are killing the game. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love supporting our local Twitch streamers, you know? That's great. That's great. Dude, Dom, what do you think about Chris <laughs> Weidman's jelly leg? Have you guys have you seen have you guys seen that video? <laughs> no, you told me you told me you were troubleshooting and I'm going for it. Is Chris, oh, is that the UFC fighter? That's the UFC yeah, that's fighter. Nasty, that dude. shit was nasty. You wanna watch it again? It, uh, I you don't, wanna show everyone that <laughs> it hurts my balls when I watch it, but I'm gonna watch it. Turn why is it already on hundred? How why do you listen to it so high? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here oh, we go. Brace All right, guys, just watch it with us. Oh, mm. oh! You see it wrap around. Oh, and he doesn't know yet. He has no idea. His you, adrenaline's you, going. You see him try to step back on uh-huh. it. And then when he walks, he falls. He doesn't know what happened. That's how I felt with my knee. <laughs> You're such a no bitch. way. Yeah, you dude. On your way up when you. Oh, were. oh! And you see him fall. Oh, I, 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 okay. Okay. I, okay. I just, it's all good. <laughs> nah. well, I was gonna close it, and then you did that shit. He has no idea what's happening until yeah. he puts weight on that foot. Dude, adrenaline's crazy, man. Adrenaline's so crazy. You literally don't feel anything. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like uh, that, that alone makes you just want to do just boxing because I don't ever want that to happen to my leg. Like that's, the bone snapped in half. I don't even, to me, it looked like in the second Harry Potter when they take the bones out of his arm and then his arm's just flopping around. That's Sounds the best gross. way I, I can flappy describe arm. it. Flappy arm. <laughs> One little flappy flappy <laughs> um, By the way, I hope all of you guys liked our TikTok that we put out for. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk? Oh, oh yes, how this yes. Work? Okay, so 
we had our last we, we put out a tiktok for manscaped it's our one of our last ads that we're doing during this like cool little trial thing yeah and um so we had ideas and we had a, like a lot of our friends came up with some really cool ideas i know monique had really good ones ernesto had some good ones and like we like sat down with all these great ideas and then I don't know what the hell happened, but one thing led to another, and we were just off on our own. Next thing you know, I'm Matt's balls. <laughs> and it, I don't know why you had an accent. I don't know like I don't know why. From. I think you just did an accent, and I was eating Australian licorice when oh, we were, yes, you were when we were licorice. doing it. So I was eating the Australian licorice, and then all of a sudden, like my balls were just Australian, and then we had limes on the <laughs> the counter, so we just went kiwi to limes. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as Dalton and I enjoyed making it. My favorite part was the part where my balls give me the lawnmower 3.0 and then like the, you just see the hand shoot up. And the reason why is because that actually took the longest to film. We shot it seven different times. Because Dalton was literally laying underneath my chair facing me Mm -hmm. and I laughed so hard I farted on him. Yep. And then he had to. Lay. I'm surprised you didn't get up and move because he just laid there and took it. And I, was I couldn't get out. Yeah, but that thing sinks down, and so I'm like, I'm stuck. I mean, might have been using your chair. Yeah, probably. I honestly think that's what it was. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I loved making it, and I just think it's it. It's something that's not being appreciated. I feel by TikTok, but we we had so much fun. Oh, making it that was video. so much fun. So much fun. But That's I mean, why we posted it on our Instagram too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, did we? Yeah. 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 That's why. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, Dalton, you've you've broken your bone before. I'm sorry. I wanted to hit this up before we jumped. I to, think it shattered uh, my I shattered my forearm, my arm. Is yeah. that does do you think? How do you think that compares to what you watched? Um, I think. Well, one like. <sighs> it's weird when your body feels like it's useless. Like it has no, like it, it, you can't control it. Like you're like telling it to do something, but your body's not listening. And it just hurts severely to yeah. like even like see it. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't remember much when, when uh, my forearm was shattered and my mom ignored me for two weeks. But <laughs> what I do remember is <laughs> um, I couldn't like my, my, my wrist. I remember I couldn't bring it up. I physically could not do this. Right. And so I had to hold it. But when I would like, I, it felt good when I was squeezed because whenever it was squeezed, everything was kind of coming together. Yeah. So it felt normal. But it's weird because your 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 muscles feel like they're in different places. Like the, my forearms feel like well, when they were broken, I remember trying to feel around, and it felt like everything was just mushed together. And how was that compared to your shoulder? Um. Well. I don't remember much about my shoulder injury except when, you know, Matthew and Caleb tore out the ligament sockets and everything, you know, and hurt terribly. But what I do remember is um, the pain from that will never be the same as my forearm pain. Because it had also carried the pain of your brother betraying you? Yeah, I carried betrayal with it. And I feel like betrayal from a, from from basically two brothers is so much more heartbreaking and heart-wrenching. You know what I mean? And to handle it at the age that I was at, I was just very much like in a certain moment in life where I couldn't handle it. So, Am I the only one that can hear Caleb rolling his eyes and going, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean... I the, the shattering of bone is terrifying, and I I don't understand how it got back together. I think the body's amazing for doing that. Like he, the thing is, like that guy's gonna recover, which is crazy. You saw what happened to the. You bone. think he's still gonna fight? 
Yeah. I don't think he'll have the strongest kicks anymore. I think I'll, it, the biggest thing is going to be can he mentally overcome the fear of kicking something again? Well, that's the Dude, thing. Dude, imagine. Like, 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 what What was that just the perfect angle? It might have. Was I, that guy's chin made of concrete or something? Cause Maybe they put steel in there. It looked like fight. no give whatsoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it might have been just the perfect. Uh, oh, actually, no. I listened to an interview and Physics. somebody was uh, somebody was saying that a lot of times when you train, you'll get micro fractures in your bones, and so that might have been the accumulation of like a bunch of different micro fractures mm. and the perfect angle hitting it. So you know, a micro fracture you won't feel it; it doesn't really hurt. But you know, given that much force at one time on a bone that basically has a bunch of holes in it, it'll break. So I I think it was Conor McGregor. Somebody said something like that. And I was like, oh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, that's crazy, man. I I do hope that guy fights again. I I love those comeback stories. But, you know, uh, I hope he takes the right amount of time to heal, you know, instead of, you know, taking a week off and then walking again. Yeah. Um, So what is this ultimate battle of Josh's? So there was a guy named Josh Swain. And it was like last year during quarantine. He was trying to make some kind of page for himself. And he couldn't because there were so many Josh Swains. He's like, we need to solve this problem. There's too many Josh Swain. Like in a the normal world. name. That's a weird name. Swain. Compared to the compared to drum? There's a few drums out there. There's a lot of drums out there, actually. And so he made a Facebook group with all the Josh Swains he could find. And he put a time, a place, and he was like, We're all gonna meet here. We're gonna fight. Last man standing keeps the name Josh Swain. Everybody else, Everyone else has to it. change their name. <laughs> That's beautiful. And so he set that for this year, and there ended up being 900 people that showed up. They showed up? Yeah. Did they actually fight? 50 people named Josh, and then 850 people to watch. Nice. Yeah. And so who so, won? Look, well, I know the answer is Josh Swain, but... No. So only like eight people, only two people showed up named Josh Swain. <laughs> so they rock, paper, scissors to see who... Hey, I, I appreciate that. I would, I would totally rock, paper, scissors. And then all 50 Joshes... Fuck that. Let's fight. ...had a 50-person pool noodle battle. Nice. See, I, know, I know there's definitely a Matt Drum that's better than this Matt Drum. Like, dude, so this guy basically did what I wanted to do. I've talked about this before. There was a time in my life where I found this guy named Matt Drum. I was just curious. And I was like, how, there, how many other Matt Drums are there in the world? There's quite a few on Instagram. So I went on and I started adding a bunch of them, right? And this one guy accepted my friend request like almost immediately. And we had this great relationship. I would post something. He would comment and be like, hey, nice, Matt. Keep up the great work. He would post something about his daughter. I'd be like, hey, man, like, awesome. Glad you're enjoying time, like family time. And we had this great Matt Drum just like camaraderie, just helping each other. And he was in Australia, right? Yeah. So then one day, he posts that he went on like a 10-mile run. And he posted how absurd it was that the amount of calories he burnt on this 10-mile run didn't even amount to the amount of calories that are in a number one for McDonald's, which is a Big Mac, fries, and a Coke. Mm. So I commented. I said, you know what, Matt? That's right. But you still ran. You made the right step. Good job, bro. You right? said that? I did. Wow. Just total support. This asshole blocked me, unfriended me, and just broke the Matt Drum law, which is you support other Matt Drums. I was so, I've never felt more betrayed. Dude. To this day. I bring it up very frequently, actually. Yeah, you do. I'm so upset. Talked about it last night. Dude, I wanted what Josh Swain created. 
I want to meet other Matt Drums, and I just want to kick it. Honestly, I don't want to fight. I don't. We could rock paper scissors. That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe go for a run. But can I just say, Josh Swain is like a legend. Thousand percent. He for did just, for just doing that. He did something I could never do. Could you imagine how many David Rodriguez's there are in the world? Oh my god! <laughs> imagine, do you know the etymology of your name? What the fuck does that mean? All right. What's uh... etymology? Please. What oh, it's time for, now. It's time for human words. Dictionary David. with Dave. God. So etymology is the study of origin of words. So do you know what your name means? Mine is uh, gift from God. But yours is biblical. Yes. You have a biblical name. Mine I is do. the fucking shit. Oh, yeah. What is Dalton's? What is, the, what is the origin of Dalton? Pure. Do you not know it? Testosterone. Testosterone. I don't know. No, um, he doesn't. He's never looked I've never up. even thought about looking that up. Why not? Because it's my name. I, I define what my name is. Nothing else defines me. Let's look it up. That's not true. Okay. Dalton is a British name. You Brit. You don't even know who the prince is. It means prince William. It means from the valley town. Oh, like Stardew, Stardew Valley. Do you play that? No. How do you know about it? Uh, Twitch. Ah. It derives from a place in England called Alton. Alton. And a Henry de Dalton of Northumberland. <laughs> who was recorded in the hundred rolls in the year twelve seventy three? The Dalton, Henry de Dalton, 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 Dalton. I fucking hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Can I well, just can yeah, it just be can I be Dalton because my grandma named me Dalton? Actually, no, my mom named me Dalton. Oh, you just got yourself in so much. And my trouble. grandma named me Dalton. I don't know who. Honestly, I have no idea who named me at this. I've point. heard both stories. I've heard so many stories. Uh, at the same time, what do you want your name to mean? Give your name a definition. Uh, Dalton. The man of many talents, but also many flaws. A little bit of anxiety. Okay, man of many talents and a little bit of anxiety. I get, How many that. people do you think would be in your fight? Dalton drums? Yeah. Um, Two. Nah, there's a lot of Dalton drums. There actually is a lot of Dalton drums. But the really? thing is, is drums are the drum is always spelled differently, and Dalton is always spelled with an I N instead of O N. Which is really weird. Dalton? Dalton. Not instead tin, of Dalton. Yeah, Dalton. 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 You know, do people ever, ever, I don't think anybody ever mispronounces your name. Yeah, I've gotten Matt Droom. No, like your first name. No. I think like you, the most you've, never common. Gotten, you've never gotten your first name mispronounced, right? David. David. I, that's I've just gotten, saying it with a Spanish accent. Gotten Dalton. Gotten Dalton. I got Dalton. And they're like, is that, that doesn't is sound it, like mispronouncing your it name. Just it just sounds like saying it with like, an accent. Yeah. Okay. Well, to me, it's mispronouncing the name and it pissed me off. And I'm like, bro. And they're like, is that like European? And I was like, no, it's from Roadhouse. <laughs> the movie Roadhouse. So I'm like, I found the name and she liked it. <laughs> I'm named after a movie. <laughs> Redneck movie. Oh, That's actually pretty cool though. That is pretty cool. But the winner of the fight was six-year-old Josh... James like, oh, come Jr. On. or something. Are you serious right now? Yeah. Well, their genetic line isn't that strong if a six-year-old won that battle. I would freaking destroy that kid. Even if he did win, I'd just throw him. Because I'm older. I can still beat him up. You know? You're not Josh, though. I know, but if I was Josh. Do you think that you have the name? Do you think you look like your name? 
No. I think Dalton looks like a Preston. Shut the fuck a up. A Preston? A Preston. You look like a Ryan. That's my middle name. Still my name. I don't look like Miles. Absolutely not. I think he could look like an Aiden. Ew. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, w- I would like to be called like Zathamore or something. Nope. I feel like I look like a Zathamore. That's a good self-made name. Or like Legolas. Well, now, now you're just stealing from... I'm not stealing from anything. That's what I want to be called now. For the rest of the podcast, you will call me Legolas. Don't drink your drink. Thanks, David. What's the question you had for us Oh, earlier? so when I put out the, the TikTok today... Um, but today, today's Tuesday. Uh, when I put out the TikTok, it came out. Uh, I was trying to spell it orangutan. Um, did you know there's no G? It's orangutan. There's a there's a G in no, orangutan. It's orangutan. There's a G in orangutan. Yeah, a G in orangutan, but not the end of orangutan. It's not orangutan. You're, you're not drinking of, tang. Yeah, you're, yeah. I was gonna say you're thinking of the orangutan on tang. Oh, so I thought it was. Oh, oh! Thought it ended with a G. Yeah, no, it ends with an N. It sounds like it ends, huh? Ends with an N. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it ended, you're making my story so boring. They are G's. Orangutans. Yeah. Why? Pretty G. They're pretty G. So I was. <laughs> their orange are just flinging their shit. The all TikTok. Over the, place. the TikTok that I follow has has orangutans. The what? The TikTok. Oh, is that how you said the TikTok? The TikTok that I follow has orangutans, orangutans, <laughs> and they do like wisdom quotes with orangutans. I sent you one today. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, it's funny. The 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 orangutan speaks out this quote. So it's like Chinese music in the background. It's like inspirational music, and then they post it as he's doing stuff. It's just <laughs> it's just orangutan just sitting there looking at the screen like. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's, I think they think it's serious the way they they do it all. They believe that it's like a serious thing. I don't know if like orangutans being like a thing of wisdom. Yeah, that's something. what I was gonna say. It might be like um, an animal of inspiration or an animal of wisdom or something like that, like yeah. culturally. Yeah. You know what's crazy too is that like you have like all these gods, right? Yeah, all of them. And then you know some are big, some are small. I was talking to Sush about it, and then Sush brought up about like Buddha, and Buddha was just like a guy that was super rich, and then wanted wanted to really see what it was like to live like a normal human being. Uh huh. And then did that, and then he was just fat and chilled and, and sat down all day, and then he was just chubby. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. he just like just completely different take on, like, uh, the world, the world. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it changes your whole perception of things. I was thinking that's crazy that you know people look up to like these gods that like are, like, like just like good looking, ripped, shredded, shredded, just bah. freaking, just like cool dudes that know it all but then you got one person that doesn't and just is like trying to figure it out too yeah you know what i mean i think that's really cool that's a cool concept at least yeah um dude so what i so okay so david you've been doing twitch for a little while now right yeah like what what makes twitch how does it work so well how do like random people like find you like is there, do you do something to promote yourself or is it just kind of like people just randomly like find you? I've been going on, I've just been like, I feel like you just need to be on Twitch. And when you're just in Twitch, you're watching people and if you're interacting with them, they're going to remember you. Mm-hmm. And depending on who you're interacting with, like 
we've been very lucky to find um to find just a group of streamers that are all like super supportive of each other so mm. they're always like go follow this person go fo- go check out this person go do this and everyone's so supportive they're like yeah i'll, I'll cool. do it and so that's how it's been going good for us but i was talking to dalton about this earlier i feel like you don't understand twitch until you're in it what do you mean like when you're watching it like when you if you think about twitch just as a general person you're like why would i sit there and watch someone just play video games mm-hmm. that i'm not doing yeah but then you do it and like you see the kind of community that's in there and the vibe that's going on especially when like things get hectic and things get chaotic and then like everyone starts contributing to this person like how quickly everyone gets swept up in that and wants to be part of it. And like yeah. how quickly it creates this kind of uh, feeling of like, you can, you can be in this and you can be with these people and you can like, I don't know. It gives like a sense of meaning, Yeah, but it's, it's just, it seems like, like I didn't, I didn't understand it until we started and we got into it. Yeah. And so, but it's like the, the streamer I watched today got donated 300 bucks why you know what's yeah. happening on there but you guys i mean you guys don't watch twitch as much what like where are you on that because uh, i feel like a lot of our listeners probably are probably in that side too where it's not too much interaction with twitch i don't know i always just watch it i don't i don't sometimes it's always background music um or just like something something that's on just to kind of keep my mind occupied um but I, I honestly, I won't, I don't ever subscribe to anybody. I don't pay people, you know, like I, I follow them. So I know when they're on, so I can watch them, but I, I can appreciate like the sport of rocket league. So I watch that a lot of rocket league. Um, other than that, I watch just like, sometimes it's just guys that just play video games. And, um, I, I watch a few retro gamers cause they're fun to watch. And they just, those guys are always the ones that are really easy to talk to. So I will, I will have conversations with them, but there's like some Twitch Twitch streamers that have um, like, you, like sometimes you have to subscribe to either get certain benefits or like be able to chat in general. And I'm like, that kind of sucks. Like, aren't those the kind of people that have like thousands of people mm-hmm. watching them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just thought like, I was like, Oh, it'd be cool to be part of that. But also like, I'm not going to pay to like, be a part of this because yeah. I, I won't i won't do it because you know I mean? that's that's another level one is like people are like one why would you sit there and watch and then two is like why would you pay them for essentially like nothing like i you don't really know the benefits or things like that um like for me it's really like if it wasn't you like i don't think i would really pay that but, much attention to be honest like but i've enjoyed it much more than i thought i was going to like, I don't know. I've the twitches that I've seen have always been like, you know, it'll be a tournament or of, of something that I'll watch, but very rarely is it kind of like, you know, I'll go on and then like talk to people, but it's been cool to like, you know, I mean, I talk to you all the time already, but like to see you doing something different and like to be able to support you is really why I do it. Uh, but then even the conversation in like this, the chat itself is like super entertaining. Um, but yeah, I, I just like, I don't know. It's interesting to me. Like I like, I'm going to sub to you, like, obviously, you know, but I don't know if I would do that to somebody that I didn't know. Um, or I feel like there has to be some type of benefit where either, like, that person is always being, his questions are always being answered in the chat and stuff like that. And so they feel like, you know, the 
want to, to subscribe or whatever. The content is super good. Um, but so part of that like environment that creates this like insane feeling is like Ludwig. Ludwig just, he's a top, he's like one of the top streamers now. He's one the most sub guy in forever. He came up with the idea of, I'm going to put two hours on a clock. Every time someone subs, don't like can hear you breathing. Sorry. Uh, every time someone subs, 10 seconds get gets added to that clock. The stream ends when we hit zero and I will keep streaming until the clock runs out. And this guy ended up streaming for 31 days. Damn. And made $1.2 million from 280,000 subscriptions. Jeez. So we know what you have to do. David. So how, how does, <laughs> but how does something like that happen? You're the business guy. <laughs> does he have a following? Yeah. It has to be the audience. He's already pretty big, but like he was nowhere near any, he was nowhere near the top. Yeah, but I feel like that's just more of a, a situation of like it's a special event where everybody wants to take part in it. Like you want to add your own 10 seconds and then you get enough people to do that for, you know, a certain amount of time where people come in and they're willing to put the money to that. And part of it, too, is probably just curiosity. Like, let's see how long this guy can do something and see what he can do and the content he can come up. Like, was he like literally just playing video games for 31 days straight or was he like eating in front of the camera and uh, talking? Was, I've seen ones where he's sleeping, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's sleeping, he's eating, he's just hanging out. So at some point, it just Coming becomes... up a, with all different kinds of content. Yeah, like at some point, it just becomes like a giant game, you know, and people want to see how long you can do it. Um, FOMO is real. People are afraid to not be a part of something, you know? So it's like when you can leverage that into some events or something, like some marketing material or like that's very receptive. Like you'll see a lot of times if you guys ever notice, if you're on a website or you're looking at a sale, there's always a clock counting down because you're afraid to miss out on the end of the year sale or this or that. Like, you know, or a lot of times, like if you're, if you're trying to cancel a subscription, there'll be a one time limited life, one time offer. And it'll be like some huge discount. And the point is to make you feel like you're going to miss out if you don't take it, like you're going to miss an opportunity. And it's kind of the same, same concept here where it's like, you know, he's willing to go for as long as it takes. So make sure you put in your, you know, you can be a part of that, you know? Yep. Support for Drum and Drummer is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with code DRUM at manscaped.com. And don't use the same trimmer you use on your face or your balls. That's just nasty. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes with their brand new Perfect Package 3.0. Wait, what? The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to be trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Manscaped threw in two free gifts in their perfect package, a pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day, and a travel shed bag to store all your grooming goodies. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code DRUM at manscaped.com. That's get 20% off and free shipping with the code DRUM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code DRUM, D-R-U-M-M. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. 
All right, we're back, and it's time for our deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. Come on, come on, come on, deep dive with us. Deep dive. We're gonna deep dive, and you're coming with us. Deep dive. Grab your deep dive. Let's. You can lead the way. Hey, deep dive. Dalton, no swiping. Dalton, no swiping. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, if you tuned in last week, we started talking about this creepy pasta that is titled. <laughs> ben Drowned. I was going to scroll all the way up, but I was like, damn, that's way too much to scroll. That's titled Ben Drowned. Um, so let's give a let's give a recap for those of you that if you haven't listened to last week's, I recommend you go back. You listen to uh, the back end of that podcast first. Uh, but we're going to give you a quick recap here. So uh, last week, what we talked about, just a few little bullet points for you guys to know. Um, this guy uh, wanted to buy some of his old video games from his childhood. So he went to a garage sales and one, he went to another, like the last garage sale he went to, he found, uh, a few things he liked. And then he asked the old man if he had any video games, the old man said, yes, smiled deceivingly and walked away, uh, made the other guy feel weird. Uh, didn't think anything of it. He went to go look at art. He was looking at these, uh, little, uh, black inklets, ink things that ink kind splotches. of ink splotches and saw one that kind of looked like Zelda. He thought that was kind of weird, but whatever. And then the guy comes back and gives, gives this person, what's the, what's this guy's name? What's homeboy's name? I don't think he ever says his name. He doesn't. So gives, gives, uh, uh, homeboy his, uh, uh, like a, a, whole, a whole Nintendo. No, he gives him like a video game cartridge that's like grayed out. And then it says it's written Majora's mask in like permanent marker on it. Okay. Which is the one game that he was really like. Yes, that's the one game he. That's one of the big games he wanted. Mm. So he was super excited. Got to go home and play it. When he went home and played it, saw that it was like playing different. Um, The one thing that set it off was a glitch. He tried a pool where he would go and at a certain time to to reset the day without having to do the whole reset. It's called the glitch of the fourth day. Glitch of the fourth day. He tried doing that. It ended up starting off a whole thing. Um, so and then now, he also after he deleted the second file, yeah. So yes. when he logged on, there's a file that was titled Ben, which he thought was weird, and he was gonna leave it out of respect for the previous owner. But then he decided no, he deleted it, and when he did, shit went wrong. Shit hit the fan, and um, he is basically getting chased by this what statue. statue, um, and it looks really creepy. And David's gonna link all the videos um, under this video. He's chased by the statue, the uh, music that sh- should be playing forward playing is backwards. backwards. The levels are like combining. Yeah, there's uh, uh, catching fire and catching fire. He's being uh, teleported to different parts of the game. Um, he's being taken out of the game, going back in it with new files being saved every time. And the craziest thing uh, is that the game is kind of breaking the fourth wall, and it's like the text in the game is addressing him, the player. As opposed to most text in games only addresses other players in the game. Yeah. And it's starting to really freak this guy out. He doesn't really know what to do. Um, but he tried to go back and find the old man. The old man uh, moved out. Left. And nobody knows where he went. And so he's kind of stuck not knowing what to do. Um, and this is where our second part starts off. So Matt, why don't we begin that? All right. Let's pick it up. So our... Um, author 
goes back to sleep and he passed out almost immediately after making the last thread and in his sleep he had a dream that the elegy of emptiness statue uh was following him and much like it would do in the video game it would appear in all these other other places and in his dream he remembers feeling just this horrible lifeless statue that was just staring at him with empty eyes right in front of him and the craziest part is that he remembers calling the statue ben which is the name of that save file that he deleted right and if you remember at the end of that episode when uh a bunch of stuff happened at the very end and then it all of a sudden reset to have ben back as the save file Mm -hmm. right so he ended up calling the statue ben so that's he wakes up and this is kind of where we are going to start this next part of this series so he's still putting off playing the game he doesn't want anything to do with it so just out of curiosity he drives back to the old neighborhood to the house where the old man was to see if he was back or maybe he was gone or something. But to his surprise, the old man was still gone and no one was home. And so as he's walking back to the door, he, there's a man next door to him the old man's neighbor and he's mowing the grass and he stopped to ask him if he was looking for someone. And he asked if he was looking for the man that was living there and kind of told him, you know, not that what was going on, but that that's who he was looking for. And, uh, the, the lawnmower guy said, "Oh no, he's getting ready to move." Yada yada yada. So, uh, I think I think we should read this part. This I think this is super important. Okay, so uh, he was moving, trying a different avenue. I asked if the old man had any relatives that I could talk to. I discovered that this old man had never been married, never had any children or grandchildren through adoption, and he started to become worried. So he asked one final question, and one that he should have started with. He asked, "Who was Ben?" The man's expression turned grim, and I learned that four doors down, around eight to ten years ago, on April April 23rd, the man informed me that it was the same day as his anniversary, and that's how he knew the, the specific date. There was an accident with a young boy named Ben in the neighborhood. Shortly after his parents moved, and despite any further attempts to talk to the man to get more information, he wouldn't get into anything else. So, with that information, he goes home. And for whatever reason, he feels like he has to finish this. So he starts playing again. He loads up the game. And immediately, he it goes to the title screen uh, where the mass files and the sound wasn't playing its normal whoosh sound. It was something a little higher pitched. So he pressed start, bracing for the worst. But just like two nights ago, there were two files. Your turn and Ben were being displayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only difference is that the Ben file was further along in the game than the first time that he had opened it. So summoning his courage, he selects it. Immediately. Last time they did this, there was this like little like time where it was like kind of like, oh, it it, it plays normally, right? Yeah, he got this nice. like nice little like grace period. But the only thing that was different the first time was there was no NPCs. It was just him wandering around, but there was still the mass salesman, and that was just about it. The only weird thing that was happening in the beginning was just the weird laughs. And then seeing the mass salesman wherever he went and the statue following him around everywhere he went. Yeah. However, this time there was no grace period. Immediately he was thrown into the chaos. Sure enough, he was outside the Stone Tower Temple, but that's about all that was expected. Um, also, to take note of that, also like all the words were wrong. Uh, nothing was being spelled correctly. Everything was spaced weird. Um, so any any dialogue from this point on is completely uh, deboggled. Is that a word? I could say that. Yeah. 
So, um, like Dalton's saying, the, the zone itself wasn't was no longer Stone Tower Temple, but it rather was stone with strange spacing. And immediately, the dialogue box was complete gibberish, and he couldn't he couldn't make that out. Just like Dalton was saying. So then, all of a sudden, the picture comes to, and Link's body was completely distorted. His back looked broken. It was cocked violently to the side, where his posture was permanently disfigured. Link's expression was dull, almost monotonous, as he used an expression on his face that didn't really he didn't recognize from the game before. It was a blank look, and kind of like he was dead. Link stood there as his body spasmed irregularly back and forth, and he noticed that the avatar um, that he examined what had happened to the avatar and noticed that. He had a C button item that he had never seen before. Some kind of note, but when he pressed it, nothing happened. Sounds played in the back and forth, and I didn't recognize the game. Almost demonic in nature, and there was some kind of high-pitched yip or some kind of laugh or something in the background. All of this, I had all of two minutes to take in the environment before another one of those fucking Elegy of Emptiness statues was summoned, and immediately after, it was cut to Dawn of a New Day screen. Except this time, there wasn't a bunch of those little eyes down at the bottom where it was kind of like glitched out. Uh, I'm trying to pull from it, but I see why it's kind of hard. Yeah, there's just too much to kind of. There's so much information. There's too much to skip. So all of a sudden, he appears in front of the the Deku Scrub Clock Town, and this is normally where you would play after the first time you travel back in time. And uh, Tati would say, "What just happened?" As if everything has, but instead, it's just started over. It just said, "Start over." And it finished with a remark of broken text and the laugh of the happy mask salesman played in the background. Uh, I was put in control of my character, but from a fucked up camera angle, I was looking from behind the door of the clock tower, watching my avatar run around the Deku scrub, seeing as how I had really no place to go because there was nothing to be seen. He went inside the door and there was the happy mask salesman who simply put, you've been met with a terrible fate, haven't you? And that was right before this screen whited out. So... Uh, he's in the field as a human again, and this time he's uh, this time he feels upset because he's just kind of being taken from place to place, and he's not really able to accomplish anything or do anything. And so this time he's in the field, and he gets his bearings, and he looks around, and he could tell that something was off. Um, there wasn't enemies. There was a twisted version of the Happy Mass Salesman theme song that was playing. A lot of times it's playing backwards. So he runs towards the woodfall, but to the left he sees three figures and who did he see dalton he saw four figures four figures um he saw epona which is the the beautiful horse my favorite horse um almost as cool as shadow mirror from skyrim uh and you had epona you had the masks uh the mask salesman you had the statue and you had the what's what's that guy's name uh Majora's, Majora Mask? Majora's Mask? No, Skull Kid. Skull, Skull Kid. Kid. That's what it is. Yeah, Skull Kid. The only thing that was interesting about this is they were facing kind of like in like a C shape. Skull Kid was uh, faced the other direction than everybody else and stuck in a glitch mo- motion. Uh, and then you had... <laughs> Why do you get the loudest chair every time? I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, the Skull Kid faced the other direction and glitched out. Um, the, the opponent was just standing still, like not really in any type of motion. And the statue was not moving, just really just standing still, not just being what it should have been the whole time a statue. And, uh, the only thing that was really creepy about this part was the mass salesman wouldn't move his body, 
but wherever you went, left to right, anywhere, he, he slowly followed you with his with his face. Slowly, slowly moved his head every time. But it wasn't he wasn't fighting you. You guys weren't in any type of combat. He was just slowly following you the whole time. And then the song in the background was the Happy Mask Salesman's own song. And so our author has the brilliant idea to pull out his ocarina and to play a song. As you do. And so he plays the song of healing. And as soon as he finishes that, an ear-piercing shriek blasted from the TV, and the sky immediately started flashing. And the Happy Mask Salesman's twisted theme song sped up, intensifying the fear, and Link exploded into flames and died, which is an animation that we saw last time, but up until last time you've heard about this, it was not in the game at all. Yeah, this animation is not in the game. Not and, in the real game, at least. And the worst part is that the three figures stayed lit up until the death screen as they watched the lifeless body burn. And so that that really shifted things for our author from being like super eerie to like terrifying. Like it really brought things over to like a whole different level. It's just yeah. Like you, I don't I don't even know how you can react to this game. And then once point. again, he's met with the text that says, "You've been met with a horrible fate, haven't you?" And for the third time, there's been some kind of meaning behind that. And so he had. It's really interesting that he says that. Even with the song, it seems like this the healing song is a big issue. Because he did that before, and every time he sings that one song, the song of healing, he burns into flames, and that same thing comes up. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. That's really odd. That it's the song of healing. The is song the of healing song. is what's triggering it. So then, when it finally comes back to, there's a small cutscene of him transforming into Azora, and now Azora is a type of species within this universe that is kind of like a fish-human hybrid. Yeah, um, they're dope. Yeah, they're like made for the water, and so. Um, but even that cutscene where, where he's changing into Azora, it's like it's, creepy. It's, it's it's it doesn't seem like it's from like it just seems darker than what it should be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like it's like cut in and out, and then you kind of see this like transformation happening. And there's no there's no prep time. Like you're thrown into the change. You yeah. don't you don't physically change it, but next thing you know, you're changing into Zora, and it's just this face that's screaming at you. It's really odd. So he makes the change into Zora, and he's at this beach area. So he runs down this beach, and he finds Epona. And Epona is the horse of uh, this game. Mm-hmm. And so Epona's doing this weird, like, bucking type of motion, and it's pointing its head in one direction. And so and th- at this point, you haven't seen the statue in a little while. Everybody seems to be left in, in that field uh, where you ended up bursting in flames. So... He jumps into the water and starts swimming towards these two giant rocks that are kind of in the distance, and they, they have a little bit of a gap in between them. And so as he's swimming, so Zoras are known. They're made for the water, so they swim really fast. So he starts going. He gets underwater. He's going really fast. And he gets to a certain point, and then he turns around. And when he turns around, he sees this weird figure in the water, and it's kind of like a black figure. You can't really like make it out. You don't know what it is. Yeah, but I think a good note to take here is also when he turned around, Instead of acting like he was still swimming in the water, he started walking. Mm. Oh, it started making him walk? Uh-huh. He yeah. started walking again. So he had to run to said Brock or whatever. Yeah. So he makes his way over there. And all of a sudden, once he gets close enough, the animation happens. And then the damn uh, Elegy of Emptiness statue appears. And all of a sudden, once that happens... Zora begins a choking animation that he's never seen a Zora do. These are... Uh, these are creatures that are made for the water and it didn't which made it not make sense because zoras can breathe underwater 
But regardless of all that, the character choked to death and died. And again, the statue was the only thing that was highlighted in the death. And the creepiest part about this whole thing that really got me is when it went to full dark. So you could see Zora dead. You see the statue. And the statue does a quick smile. And then it goes away. Really weird. Really fucking creepy. And then the last part of this post goes back to the title screen. So it starts up again. And our author's sitting there, and he takes a deep breath. Knowing what's coming. is another. He knows that something's going to happen on these loading screens, right? So he goes, and he clicks to see the two save files. And the two save files were originally, it was your name and Ben, just like we had left it last time. But after the death of the Zora, it now just says the first file says Ben, and the second file says Drowned. And so he says, the game obviously isn't through with me. It taunts me with the new save files. It wants me to keep playing. It wants me to go further. But I'm done with this shit. I'm not touching any more files. This is already too horrifying for me. And I don't even believe in the paranormal, but I'm running out of explanations. Why would somebody send me this message? I don't understand it. I just get too depressed thinking about this footage. This footage is up here for those who want to see and try to analyze it. Maybe there's some coded message in the gibberish. I'm too emotionally and mentally drained to fuck with it anymore. So... Um, I feel like the music, the song of healing is a really big part of it. Like it's, it's showing like, okay, like, like Ben, Ben is dead and you can't be playing the song of healing cause then Ben can come back alive. You know, like some weird crazy stuff. What if this is like a zombie thing? Uh-huh. Ben comes back from the dead. Yeah. This is just terrifying, man. It's just so weird and coincidental with the, with the neighbors and with, you know, just a homeboy who just can't seem to. He's he's becoming a little crazy. And I, I think it's interesting that like he saw the neighbor and he asked, you know, about, you know, was there ever a kid? And they talked to he brought up Ben. Right. But then to not just to feel like you shouldn't pry anymore and ask what had happened. And then only to have the video game come and tell you what happened later on, you know. So it's interesting. But hope you guys enjoyed that. Stay tuned as we're going to go through this over the next couple of weeks. There's six parts or five parts. Probably five parts. Five parts. So couple more yeah dun, dun, dun. and with that we're gonna go into our signature segment guys one two three the, the boys room. room yep the boys room is back baby and so we got a couple of posts here for you we'll just jump right into it let me open this one up I'm so excited how old is too old to be a stripper great question never. you know Never. I'm know. 24 and I don't have any kids. Let's not say never. And I don't plan on settling down until I'm at least 30. Nice. I love what I do, but I don't want to be looked at like the old chick trying to be young. When is the right age to retire? As a stripper? Mm. I think it depends because I think there's like different, like guys are into different things, you know, or girls are into different things. So it's kind of like. It's hard. If you still, if you still got it, then flaunt it, girl. I feel like for me, it would be like a thing of like, I would do it as long as the money kept paying. Yeah. Like, I think the time, I think the one time a stripper should realize that they should retire, they should go on to do something else is when they don't make the same amount of money they used to. Yeah. Is when they know a significant change and they notice it. That's when you're like, okay, either I got to change something up or I got to go find something else to do because maybe I'm just not working it like I used to, which I mean, I think that's the best way. That's a really simple answer. It's in the money, honey. Yep. So it's not, it's not like a uh, age out situation. Nah, nah. 
No, nah, there's the, everybody's into different things. So I feel like it's, I feel like it would be like let the market tell you. Like if you're not making the same amount of money, mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. Yeah. No, that's crazy. I never thought about that age wise. I always yeah, it's always about the money for them or for I think for shippers, it's you know that's how they know. Uh huh. All right. Well, this next one, you know what I I uh, we haven't played this in a long time, so a lot of people that are listening now have maybe never heard this. But this singular question will be an entry into the Sexperts Corner. Hey, hey bring back. it back. Alright. You've come to the right place for all your sex questions. All those deep burning desires that you just needed the answers to. You've come to the right place. We've got our sex. Ask him your question. He's got it. <laughs> and he start, started talking about his ex is it wrong to be mad <laughs> so he's asked me to give him head when he's on the phone and i took my opportunity when his mates called and like halfway through he starts bringing up his ex and i just stopped immediately and i'm kind of very pissed off he said it's not his fault and he didn't bring her up etc but i've told him many times it makes me kind of uncomfortable when he and his mates always talk about his ex around me and ugh, i don't know i feel bad for being mad am i in the wrong here no why is his ex in the conversation yeah why, why like, are they like how often her? does she or the ex come up in order for this to be in like that big of an issue you know what i mean it sounds like the friends are bringing the bring well it sounds as like as far as this guy's saying maybe, but maybe also she's like still involved how, in the friend group. how do you not have like enough awareness to like see what's going on and then be like oh maybe i shouldn't bring this up out loud or maybe just get off the phone and enjoy yeah the like exactly like first of all like I'm sorry. I love you both, but like, if that's happened to me, I'm I'm not answering the phone. Absolutely not. You should definitely call. Answer Absolutely the phone. not. I, w- I need to have a conversation. If I'm calling you and I never call you, you better answer. No. Nope. You call- wouldn't feel. I guess Matt wouldn't say anything about it. I'll call you back. Would you immediately be like, "Yeah, I'll call you back," if you were given context on what's happening? Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Of course. I mean, I don't know why I thought about it for so long. But like, if yeah. you were like, "Hey, Matt, are you, hey, are you, <laughs> you cheer me on? What are you, what are you doing? Are you busy?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm into something." I would li- if I did answer, it would be, "Hey, man, busy. Can I call you back?" I use mine and Matthew's secret language. Which I go is- knickknack paddywhack. I go, "All right, for show. Call you soon." What is knickknack paddywhack? It means getting knickknack paddywhack, man. Well, no, it's not We've a secret anymore. It's all a secret. Never said that. Only a few people know this. We only, we're the only ones that listen to podcasts, so it's fine. That is true. Uh, yeah, no. Um, you know, I don't think she's wrong to be mad. No, I think she's. But also, like, the she, boyfriend should have some more self awareness. Yeah, what an idiot. No, he just wasted. You know, he just has blue balls, dumbass. Yeah. So don't 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 talk about your. Don't talk about your ex while I, you're. I feel like it's just common knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the sex for this corner, guys. We just wanted to play you that sound effect. Back to normal boys' rooms. I uh, help my best friend lose weight and get fit, and now I'm really attracted to him. Should I ask him out, or is that a bad idea? Uh, so let's see. I'm going to sum this all up. Been friends since we were kids, and he was always overweight. Uh, and by the time we hit college, he was depressed and became extremely withdrawn. Now, the friendship's always been a little complex, but 
she wanted to help him. She's into fitness, yeah, so friend. she, you know, offered to be his trainer uh, or his buddy, his workout buddy. And so at first he was, uh, he would reject it because I guess he just felt bad about you know someone telling him that, but someone telling him that uh, his eyes are straining. I was just looking at it. I was straining. Yeah. Uh, and after a serious discussion, they figured it out and they created a plan. They created a structure nice. and that was three years ago. Today he's an, he's an entirely different person and, uh, they still work out together whenever possible. And their bond has gotten stronger because of that. The problem is that this girl is ridiculous, ridiculously attracted to him now. The she trainer? always, the trainer is attracted to the, the why, workout. Why, person. why now and not then? I think that's my question. I've always liked his personality, personality, but now he's physically attractive too. So it's all pretty overwhelming. Oh wait, so she was attracted to him before, like personality wise. She liked him as a friend. Yeah, she was like, "You're really cool." Like there was a reason she wanted to help him get in shape. You know, she wanted to help him be a happier person. But now he's. But now he's hot. So she's like, "Oh dang!" Now he's got the personality and the looks, and they're into the same thing. And I want to do this guy. There you go. I feel like I feel like this is a simple. It's a very simple answer. Yeah. If you're into a girl, and yeah, and, and if, if he's into it, what's what's the point of like, not 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 trying? You know what I mean? He's super oblivious and just thinks women are being nice to him. Oh yeah, uh, you come from you know, like you make it sound like he was like. I mean, if he was a bigger dude, if he's never gotten that attention before, or if he did, it was always just them being nice. Then yeah, I can see why he's thinking that. And society praises that. Well, know? she's also worried that then he may just want to stay friends. If, if that, she asks if him you, out. then possibly take take and, uh, take the L with dignity. I think I think the question is is can you can she live with herself with not asking? Like, is she okay with that? I what if question? If she is and she's not willing to risk the friendship, then great. But if she's not and she needs an answer, then you have every right to ask that, you know? Um, and he has every right to ask, like, why now and why not three years ago? And she should – it's not – I feel like she's, like, she feels bad about doing this because maybe she didn't like him when he was he was fat. Straight and simple. Like, maybe she likes his body now, which makes him more attractive, and she sees more in that now than, you know, before. But I think human beings develop, and he developed into, you know – Maybe not just physically, but mentally to a, a, a better person. And she noticed that. It's that simple. It's not, I don't think it's considered shallow. I think it's just people, that's what people like. People like different things. Which is, which she, she mentions is something she's struggling with is because she's discussed it with her friends. They all think it's a bad idea because they say she's being fake because his personality was the same, uh, but now he's hot. So no, they're, 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 they're putting, they're putting, um, they're, they're, they don't know what they're talking about. Compared to growing closer over the three years. Yeah, I think there's a lot more that goes into it. I think she's she's put in time to show that she's a good person and a good friend. I think this is just a benefit of the aftermath. I think this is fine. I think she's overthinking it. I think her friends... It's fine are, for her to ask Yeah, because Yeah. Oh, not, totally. to, not to expect... Don't expect anything. Don't ever expect anything. But also just nothing... The, only, the worst thing they could say is no. You're you look like you're thinking really hard. Uh, I was reading, the next, reading one. the next oh, one. Oh, you're already yeah. you're already over it. Uh, I, no, on. this this one was easy. Like they just need to talk. You, but do you think she should just ask him out? Yeah, but I think she needs to be ready for those questions of like why now and why not three years ago. Like 
I can guarantee you he's been into her, you know? Oh, yeah. there's. I bet you he's into yeah. her. There's and then I think, on. but I think she has to just be ready for that question. Like, that's not going to be a fun conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't realize it till, till now. Like, you know, but also, like, he knows. Yeah. He has to know. He knows. I don't fucking He knows that it. he's hot now? I think he knows that he's better looking than he was before. Yeah. Yeah. I sure. think he knows that he's grown as a person. There's more that goes into it. But he doesn't understand when girls are hitting on him. Yeah. Stop waving your foot at me. I feel like you're trying to tell me something. And then it's just your foot waving at me. And I'm like, do I wave high? Oh, no, I'm just trying to get my sandal back on my foot. <laughs> Trips me out every time. But yeah, he doesn't He doesn't know when girls are hitting on him. He just thinks that they're being nice. Well, he'll figure it out. All right. Well, and here we are with the final one. Maybe the best one. My husband took our son to Hooters after our son told us he's gay. <laughs> And uh, he thinks I'm being ridiculous, dramatic, and assuming the worst possible motives on his part. So they have great chicken wings. There's gays. No Hooters. Hooters. I mean, maybe they do too. I don't know. Their son came out to us as gay a couple days ago, and uh, the conversation went well. Cool. Uh, But that night before going to bed, his her husband was acting irritable. And eventually told her that he was disappointed he wouldn't get to have the male bonding with his son that other dads did. So they share plenty of interest in activities like fishing, uh, sports. Husband's taught him a lot of life skills already. And as he gets older, he tends to go to his dad for advice and talking about his future goals. So it sounds like a very uh, solid relationship, to be honest. He does that with his mom, too, but they have the strong father-son bond, so she was confused. And he said he wouldn't be able to bond with him over girls the way he he did with his dad. So his father is the sort of guy who doesn't understand why catcalling random women is rude because, you know, he's just giving them a compliment. Uh, they have a relationship where they can talk openly uh, e.g. sometimes crudely about women they find attractive and they both used to do this a lot when we were younger and when I was there until I expressed it made me uncomfortable and now it happens last. Anyway, uh, I told my husband just because they that's not something they have in common, heterosexuality is not something they have in common, doesn't mean they can't still have the strong bond that he does with their son. So on Saturday night, he took his son out to dinner he took the son out to dinner, and uh, when they got home, the son looked bothered and avoided them for the rest of the night. And later, wow, she found out that they had gone to Hooters. The son was upset because he felt like it meant his dad didn't want to accept him as gay. Yeah, and kept and he said that dad kept commenting on various waitresses' attractiveness and like asked for his son's opinion. Yeah, reading. I'm reading along with it. Uh, when she asked the husband how it was. Uh, and if he could see how inappropriate it was to pressure the son into that kind of thing, yeah, uh, he just he was like, it's, he insisted it wasn't disrespectful. He said, "I wasn't trying to make him not gay. I just wanted to show him this type of bonding experience." <laughs> what the fuck? And uh, we left it as something we disagree from and m- m- disagree on and move on, but it's still bugging her. Oh, definitely. And, uh, and he still hasn't, he hasn't talked to her for a couple of days now and just tries to blow it off and say something say that, you know, it's fine and everything, but how should she handle this from here on? You know, is it just a communication problem or is it something bigger? 
Wow. It's bigger than communication for sure. Go, Matt. Uh, so I think that the father has a um, stereotypical idea of an old archaic idea of what male bonding is. You know, like I don't get me wrong. Like my dad, my dad and I are very close. I don't think I've ever talked crudely about a woman with dad. Mm-mm. Like I just not once. We would never do that. You know. But it sounds like that's something that he did with his dad and that for whatever reason he feels that that is what is – that is the cornerstone of a father-son bonding experience, which I don't understand at all. It sounds so Because stupid. it sounds like they have everything else. Like they go fishing and they do all these other like quote-unquote like manly things. When I think of bonding with, with like my kid in the future, like I'm like – I don't think about bonding with, you know, if I have a boy, I don't think about bonding him with girls. If I have a girl, I don't think about bonding with her about talking about boys. Like, I want to talk about stuff we can do together. Exactly. To have experiences together, to live and, you know, bond with activities and or just having those conversations about life. None of it involves somebody else. Yeah, and and I do think that him taking his son to Hooters was... Definitely an intentional act of oh, like, for sure. son, look what you're missing, you know? Um, and so it's just kind of like one of those things, like, I think that for her, it, it, there's going to be a learning curve for the dad, clearly, because he has this like old traditional way of thinking. But I think also like the son needs to be able to have that relationship where he's able to express that to his father and they should be, if their bond is that close that the father needs to respect that and actually hear his son out, you know, and not try and manipulate it or put him in these situations that are going to make him uncomfortable, you know, especially, you know, if he just came out to his parents, like that's a very vulnerable time, you know, 15 years old. Yeah. You know, like it's super vulnerable. So, um, yeah, that sucks i'm really sorry you went through that man i think the biggest thing is that like even the dad doing that the action of taking him to hooters and like doing just showing like that situation like that he that could have gone really well if not even about going to hooters it's like if you just talk to him you could have gone to hooters and just had a conversation with your son and had to be like okay you know like yeah you're at hooters but maybe you're just there for the food who knows you know what i mean like if they just had a conversation and they acted like everything was normal, there wouldn't be such a buildup. But now from the dad doing this, there's a void. Yeah. There's an issue now. This is, he started something that is going to take years and years to end because it doesn't seem like it's going to be solved now. You know, Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's so many other ways to bond than, you know, talking about women and being gross. And I think the, the dad needs to realize that he's either a going to like he, if, if he doesn't change his perspective and idea on his relationship with his son, he's going to lose all of his bonding experiences mm-hmm. in sacrifice because he's not getting just one. Yep. And I think that's kind of like the question is like, are you willing to lose all of this because there's this one idea that you had in your head that you're not willing to just get rid of? So you're just going to, it's like the all or nothing mentality, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a bummer, man. Yeah. Someone asked, Someone said, ask your husband if we'll go to a drag show or a gay club with him when he's 18. That'd be a lot more appropriate. Yeah. Uh, but I agree. Yeah. Cool. 
Matt, what are you squaring up with? Dude, I'm squaring up with this white van that I accidentally cut off today on the freeway. You're squaring up with something you did wrong. Uh, no, I'm squaring up with the driver of that van. Driver of that van. Uh, It's like, yeah, I'm really mad at myself about that. Because what happened was I accidentally, like, I just, like, the lanes merged, right? And he wasn't letting me over, and I was, I had a, a lead on him, so I got over. He was so mad, like, and then he, like, got over the other lane, and he, like, looked at me and started glaring at me, and I was like, oh, sorry, dude. But like, I pulled, I stopped and I like got behind him, went over a couple lanes and sped up. And then as I sped up, I like looked over at him again and he was still staring at me. And it's not that he was staring at me. It was that he literally wasn't looking where he was driving. He was like tailgating a semi. I'm all, sir, <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Please stop. And so, yeah, that's what I'm squaring up with this week. Dot, what are you squaring up with this week? Um, I am squaring up with, so my van that I drive for work. Ooh, has, another van has a windshield wiper and these windshield wipers so when it was raining really hard one day i was driving home i just dropped off a kid and i was driving back to the school and as i was driving back to the school the windshield wiper flew off completely like disconnected and flew off into the side of the freeway so i had no no windshield wipers the whole time and i could barely see going home or going to the school so today I'm driving and I try to wash on my windshield. So I turn on the water, sprays it. I go to wipe it. The minute I wipe, the windshield wiper on my on my driver's side just flies off again. I'm like, do these guys not know how to fucking put on windshield wipers? What's the problem? So it's really starting to piss me off why my windshield wipers keep fucking flying off. So I'm squaring up with whoever does the windshield wipers. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Nice. Yeah. I've never had that problem on any other car. I'm squaring up with smugness 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 just the fact that like it's a thing that, like people can be smug it's like what does that what does that mean in general though it's when they like you know they like, look happy but like you feel judged ah i guess i know that very you know? well yes and it's just like why is that an emotion why is that something people can do you know because yeah. it's not even just like judgment like how do pure judgment so is well? like pure judgment is fine but it's like it's judgment with a mix of condensation. Yeah. No, not condens, not condensation. Uh, Condensate. Con- condes- yeah, like condescending. Condescendment. Condescendment. That sounds right. Sure. We'll go with that. Condensement. Yeah. No. Condensed milk. It's, condensed it's, milk. it's judgment with a side of condensed <laughs> milk. Condensed milk. Tastes good, but uh, and it's just you, you know, it's never fun to be on the receiving end of that. No, no, it's not. Dalton, what what makes you go whoa, dude? Um. I have no woe dude this week to be yeah, honest. I don't have any. I don't have anything made you I don't like, have anything amazed. Oh, actually I do. My woe dude is uh this is uh Bubba's last week of school, Sea Dog. And I'm so excited for him. Whoa dude. Oh yeah, woe dude. So when he told me that I was like, Whoa dude, that's that's crazy. What about you, David? What was your woe dude? Uh my woe dude is that you don't have to wear CDC says you don't have to wear masks outside anymore. Nice. If you're vaccinated. Nice. Whoa, dude. Whoa. Whoa. Dog, we got you stoked this week. I got me stoked. Um uh being done with school. You're officially done. Yeah, officially I'm done. done. I'm out of that shit, dude. Nice. Matt, we uh, get you stoked. Recording this podcast. I was excited to see you guys all day. So oh, good, man. Yeah, long day. Yeah, what about you, Cheese? What got you stoked? Oh, what got me stoked? Kayaking, dude. Kayaking was super fun. Oh, yeah? Oh, no, getting, and then getting all the bikes, getting the bikes finally, like, all set up. Yeah. Replaced the inner tubes, got all done, and we were able to ride. It was just nice to ride a bike again. Yeah. You get a bike. It, 
When did all this happen? We went to Santa Barbara this weekend. Oh, that's right. You guys did that? I thought you guys hung out there. No, we rode kayaks in the harbor. Yeah, it looked like you guys had fun. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Rachel was like really insistent on it being single kayaks. She didn't want to do the double ones. Did she fall over? She didn't realize how much back power you needed uh-huh. to do the kayaks. So yeah. we got about halfway and she was like, next time, definitely doubles. Yeah. And I was like, I agree. I feel like that would have been a good idea from the start, but you know, she could do what she wants. I applaud her independence. Yeah. Hey, you know what? She tried. All right, you've made it this far into the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Go ahead and leave a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. If you're here on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Click the subscribe button down below and the bell notification icon in the corner so you know when we upload. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social media platforms at Drum Podcast. Thank you so much for your time and your ear. We really do appreciate it. And until next week, we'll see you then. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.